0: Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. <laughs> what is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Quartz Out Sign Up Podcast. Once again, I'm Josh Shimanov. As always, welcome by the one and only man of the hour, too sweet to be sour future Jiu-Jitsu champion, Angel Ortega. A lot of stuff to talk about this week. Obviously, we got got uh, UFC to go over, Bellator to go over, some news to talk about, as well as PFL's World Championships and the end of their 2022 season. Before we get into all that, as always, we do have a couple of sponsors. We are brought to you by Rogue Energy. If you want 10% off your order at RogueEnergy.com, use the code SOUNDOFF at checkout. the code SOUNDOFF at checkout for 10% off of all your energy needs. They keep me fueled, going through the work day. And they always keep me motivated to go to the gym, stuff like that. And then you can, um, obviously holidays are coming up, Christmas is coming up. Go ahead and buy someone something with code SOUT, It's 10% off. But at the same time, if you're looking for something on the opposite end of the spectrum, something to, something to chill you out, Elixir.com. Elixir is currently one of the leading distributors of Delta 8, 9, and 10 products. The latest of products include vapes, gummies, joints, gels, and other things please check your local laws in order to ensure that you're in a state where elixir can ship to you friends the court has on a podcast elixir is allowing 10 percent off with the code sound off at checkout i can personally attest to uh elixir's high quality delta eight as well as other products angel i know that we talked about them in the past as well you can also attest so uh yeah fantastic products you know but uh it's and once again, code style for both for ten percent off of both, and we would greatly appreciate it and they would as well. But uh look, Angel, I mean kinda of, kinda of weird. Uh USC card last week UFC Vegas sixty five we went down with UC Apex in Las Vegas, Nevada. A makeshift main event. And uh on paper, I feel like probably the the worst main event in a long time. But that's on paper and in all actuality, the fight was actually pretty fun. Uh in the new main event, obviously Derek Lewis fell out on fighting due to illness, Kennedy and Jukwu taking on Kutilaba. That first round, I mean, it was a rough one for Kennedy. Let's go on. Let's, let's, the worst, the, it was, it was a, the worst thing for Kennedy since uh, 1963 in Dallas is all I'm going to say. That first round was rough for
1: Kennedy.
0: <laughs> but in the second round, man, I mean, he, he, was get, he got rocked. Young Kutilaba controlled him, got the back. But then in round two, Kennedy comes out firing. Lands a knee, gets a TKO win after a flurry of punches. Um, look, dude, biggest win of his career thus far. It was super impressive, and uh, honestly, for a makeshift main event, this fight was a lot of fun. Give me your thoughts about
1: it. Uh, I mean, look, obviously they had a lot of pressure on them to have to make up for the main event loss. But they, I mean, they were still they were still commanding, right? So even mm-hmm. then, it, 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 they they had uh, pressure on them to to do well, right? But they weren't the main event, you know, they weren't the headline. And, uh, they came out and did what they had to do. We picked both Kutulaba, which I think at the time looking at it in the first round would look solid. But yeah. I mean, we, we know Kutulaba in the first round is super fucking dangerous. But I thought with Kennedy having some troubles and, you know, at times and, and being able to be pressured and shit, and especially the kind of fighter Kutulaba is, I was like, he could get him out of there in the first round. So I picked him. It looked like a decent option at the time, but at the same time kind of, you know, fades. And Craig Kennedy, I mean, he—he he, like you said, he he turned it back around. He he mentally recovered, got that knee who that did some massive damage and ended up getting the finish, like you said. And it was another solid way. And like he's one of those guys who's very honest with himself. You know, he—I think he said he's like, I'm still learning on the job. I still got a lot to do. And he's absolutely right. You know what I mean? He still has a ways to go. But he could be a problem if he decides to to take it upon himself to continue improving and and take this shit serious. And he is taking it serious, mm-hmm. I think. And I think we could have a guy who potentially at some point could be. A big challenge for anybody in this uh, this light heavyweight division, and uh, he's one of those guys that I think we've we've had our eye on. You know, people have kept their eye on him, and but but he definitely still has a lot of growth. He has a lot of improvement to do, and he's far from a finished product. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I think the thing about Kennedy is that we've always known like his size for the division is a massive fucking problem. Like the dude is what six five and eighty three inch reach. That's literally John Jones' numbers. I'm pretty sure John is 83 and a half. Like, and he he was a young dude when he came to the UFC. I believe he was like what he came the UFC 2018, so he would have been with a smaller record, 26,
1: too. huh? With a smaller record too at the time. Yeah,
0: the he was he was he's six and zero, oh. and he actually first fought in the Contender Series when he was three and zero. Oh. So he's been in, around the UFC since he was 25. And he had that length, and he had the size, that he couldn't really put it all together. I mean, the Judd Dunham knockout was really, really rough, big setback. But those last two fights, he's put things together. He knocked out Carl Robertson, and then this win here. I mean, like, if he can put it all together, he's going to be a problem. And he seems to be putting it all together. He's only 30, so he is a lot. He still has a fair bit of time, Mm -hmm. and especially considering the fact that he was so young when he came came into the UFC, he's been around in the game for a while now. He's still getting better, and uh, he's still relatively inexperienced. Like, he's 30, but he's – has not had a lot of fights. So, um, yeah, man, I mean, hey, solid win for him. Solid win for him. And ultimately moving on and uh, didn't get ranked or anything like that. But, hey, I mean, first I, UFC main event. First UFC main event wins. Good for him. Do you think
1: he's uh, deserving of a of a ranked opponent next? I'd say
0: so. I mean –
1: I think he he has potentially beat some of the guys. Probably I I don't have the list in front of me, but just guessing maybe eleven and down. But mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of the maybe even like the top half of of the top fifteen, like the middle middle part, like let's say like twelve and up could give him some trouble. Still, I think I think he's, he he still needs a fair bit of time. But I mean, let's say he does. Get a ranked opponent. Who would you like to see invite, uh, just as a curiosity? Because I think we need to make the best of this situation with this main event and kind of talk about, you know, the mm-hmm. winner going forward a little bit more, just to, you know, see his options.
0: I agree, and I think the fight to make is probably uh, Dustin Jacoby. That's
1: a, that's Dustin a hard Jacoby's one. Jacoby's
0: ranked 15, and uh, yeah, I know it's a hard one, but I mean, if you look at the rest of the the rest of the division, it's you mentioned, I believe you mentioned like 11th or 15. Eleven Johnny Walker, twelve Dom Reyes. Who, you know, we'll see what happens there. Uh, Khalil Roundtree, thirteen Jimmy Crute, fourteen and Dustin Jacoby, fifteen. Of those matchups, I would probably like to see the Dustin Jacoby won the most. But I'd honestly be cool with probably any of those.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a hard division, man. I mean, he he has a tough time. I mean, you know, he could he could beat some of these guys. You know, I mean, he's, they're just gonna be very hard fucking fights, and he's he needs to be tested soon.
0: I agree, and I think he will be. But uh we'll see what happens to him moving forward. Like I said, huge win for him and probably should get a ranked opponent next. Um as far as the rest of the card goes, man, obviously we didn't preview this co main event, but uh Waldo Cortez Acosta getting a win over Chase Sherman, unanimous decision thirty, twenty seven, twenty nine, twenty eight, twenty-nine, twenty-eight. Um disappointing one for Chase. Obviously he's coming off that fantastic knockout or Jared Vanderop. In July, though it was a huge win for him, and he looked really, really good. Seemed to be taking some steps forward. Uh, rough night of the odds for him, though, in this one. What do you think about that fight?
1: Look, it, it's hard, man. I mean, we have a guy here who's now 4-10 in the promotion, but with the lack of heavyweights, you know, available in MMA and, and the talent pool, you know, you have to keep guys around like Chase Sherman, who at times can't perform and, and, and put up – and he's – very tough. You know, he's I think he's too tough for his own good. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I'll put it this: Chase Sherman as a fighter is uh, unquestioned. You know, like if we talk about the term and what it means to be a fighter, I think he has that. Uh, you know, if, if we're talking in the sport aspect, he struggles, you know, mm. And, and you know, and, and that happens, you know, not everybody's be a basic person going to be amazing. I do hope for his sake though they keep him around and they have been. You know, they've they've let him go, brought him back, but then if they realize that he has value to them in the sense of they could kinda he's kind of a down guy. He's down to fight, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I do hope that he does, you know, something at and, and I know it's very late into the career to find some improvements, man, you know. It's never it, it this is a constantly learning sport and uh I think we want. I want to see some growth in him, and you know, uh, see if he can maybe turn around and, and get 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 some wins, get get to show his value, and show hey, you know, I have this potential. You know, at, at one point I was I had so many X wins in a row. You know, I can get back to that. But you know, to talk about the winner a little bit more, I mean, I mean, credit man on short notice. I think it was like maybe not even a month since we saw him last time out. I think it was like two weeks. You know, which is is awesome that a guy's so down, especially a heavyweight. You know. Uh, who you know, who who doesn't have to cut a weight, it could just be like, you know, I'm ready to go. You know, I'm I'm in shape. And he did it, you know, the uh I mean that that's increased the Dominican, lots of volume again. I think I think he had I actually I don't think last time he did a lot of volume, but he did what he had to do and he got the win. I think uh this is a guy who has potential to do sixty five division. I think he, he still has a ways to go, but a heavyweight, you know, it's it's kinda wide open, man, because if you get him going and you keep it going, you could get up into the top fifteen. He gets some big names pretty fast, and I think he could potentially mm-hmm. get some nice dubs at at a heavyweight.
0: I agree. I agree. I thought this was a good one for him. It, it, just to kind of redirect the conversation back to Chase real quickly, because I'm a big fan of the guy. Um, yeah, I mean, he you mentioned how what do you say his record was? Four and ten in the UFC. Yes. Yeah, that, that's a rough record. But at the same time, though, I, the reason why he's around is because that motherfucker, you mentioned it, he'll fight anyone at any given time. I mean, he, yeah. was cut after, he, will, he was cut after the Jake Collier loss. They brought him back because nobody wanted to fight Alexander Romanov on, like, a week's notice. He did it. He stepped R- up. And,
1: respect, by the way, because that fight made no sense, but they needed a replacement. He, he was the biggest underdog in
0: UFC history. The biggest. So, um. Yeah, I mean, full props to him. The dude stepped up, and he was, you know, he took this fight on short notice as well, you know. Um, I hope he sticks around in the game. I hope he doesn't get cut, because, dude, like, win, lose, or draw. Can you look at just Chase Sherman's record and tell me any boring fight he's been in? In the UFC. Like, I literally, all, from what I remember, all of his fights have been relatively entertaining. The Waldo Acosta one, I thought, I thought we just watched that one, thought that was pretty fun, you know. Jared Vanderall that was a banger, and he looked great in that one. Romanov, he got finished early, but you know, it happens. Kate Collier, same thing. Parker Ford and Andre fights I thought were fun. He knocked out Ike Villanueva. Like he's he's had some fun moments. So I hope he sticks around in the game. As far as Waldo uh Cortez Acosta goes. Interesting. Interesting prospect, dude. He's very, very young in his career. Um, like age wise, he's he's thirty-one, but like only 9 or no. Like he, he second um USC fight was this one. So we'll see what happens. This guy, this guy has a lot of potential though. He has this, an
1: Emmy record and he did yeah. some boxing.
0: Yeah, and he's he's huge for the division. Not huge necessarily, but like six, uh, what is it? Six four, eighty inch range. Like, dude has some potential. So we'll see what happens there with him. As far as the rest of the card goes, man, what are some fights you're most looking forward to talking about? This card was like, honestly, I'm, I'm, this card turned out really, really well considering like the names that were on there.
1: You know, there was, there was a lot of, uh, like good performances and some good finishes. I mean, Ricky Tertius is one we had to name. Uh, Vanessa Demopoulos came back. Obviously, she's been kind of a hot commodity recently with her personality. And, yeah, that's and a honest. way to put it. <laughs> 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 I don't know, right. It's, you know, in her, in her celebrations. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's fun though. Uh, but, uh, Salakov, Andre Fialo, I mean, once again, do we got to compare to Andre Fialo? What are the most active guys this year? Two and three in the promotion, but, I mean, like super short notice fights. I mean there's a first fight he's taken where he had a, a a nice break in between, but solikov was a tough out man, you know what I mean? And Solikov got him with a sick spinning back kick, you know, which <laughs> I mean shit. I mean we we know that I, I think I brought it up. I was like, solikov has some sick kicks. I think I said it on the podcast and Yeah. He fucking yeah, he showed it off and uh, Jack Jack Delamanena who we pronounce, uh, or who we, uh, mentioned, not pronounced, mentioned. My pronunciation was not good, I'll say that. But we mentioned right. on the, on the previous podcast, and, uh, another sick finish out of him, man. I mean, he, he's one of those guys where I think you look at him and you're like, fuck, you know, this guy looks like, you know, he, he doesn't seem like the kind of guy who'd be knocking fuckers out, you know? But, he's gotten finishes. I think every fight he's had has been a finish. and his three fights in the UFC at 26 years old, this Australian kid, from Perth who I had no idea before had no idea about him before he got to the UFC. Uh is killing and I mean he came into he came into UFC with a decision win against Ang Lusa, which I think it actually ended up being a banger of a fight. I haven't gone back and watched it. He actually named it as one of his favorite fights on the humanizing uh, uh fighters series that uh, I can't remember the guy who does it Josh on uh Instagram and Twitter if we do want to credit him real quick. But he uh he mentioned that. So I'm assuming it's a banger. But uh no, I mean, Jack is, Jack's, Jack's looking like a little problem man, and he's getting the wins together. They've given him, and his competition went up from Pete Rodriguez, because he was supposed to fight Worley all this, right? And mm-hmm. Pete Rodriguez was like, okay, good win, but Pete's like 4-0, and oh, came in short notice, didn't seem, like, maybe he could give some problems, but I didn't think he was going to. They gave him, uh, some two guys with big, like, very much bigger records than him, and he got them both out of there. Mm-hmm. In the first round, all of his fights ended in the first round. So, at some point, we could see Jack getting a nice little push, man. I mean, he just turned 26 this year, and, I mean, he has 10, 11 more years in the sport, potentially 12, depending how he goes with his career. And uh, I think he's gotten some bonuses, too. Uh, so, he's killing it, man. I mean, he's doing it the right way, and he's changed his life. Mm-hmm.
0: For sure, man. And you mentioned a couple of guys there, so I'm going to go and try to hit him best I can. Um, Muslim Salikov, you mentioned him, and his knockout one over Andre Fiallo, Dude. Muslim Salikov, like, at the age of 38, like, in that, set, that third round, actually, just randomly decided, all right, I'm going to start with some spinning shit. I'm going to start doing some crazy shit. Like, at, at his age, for him to be as, like, he's a veteran of the game, they're almost 40 fucking years old, for him to just turn that on, flip that switch, is something you don't see too often in the game. And I think that deserved a lot more credit than what he actually got for that one. But um, solid win by him. You mentioned Vanessa Diamopoulos. She's, like, a lot. She's, like, somebody I would have never picked to be, like, how can I phrase this? Be relevant in MMA. How about that? I mean, that's, that's that's a good way to put it. She's almost, she's 34 years old, was on the verge of being cut. I mean, she got, like, she got signed, I believe, on, like, short notice to face J.J. Aldridge and lost. Then she's brought well, three straight wins, and she's had, like, she, she's done well the entire time, made her name with great post-fight interviews, just being like a fun personality. So props to her. Um, and then also, Jack Delamont Elena, dude. Excellent. Excellent winner for Dana Roberts. Dana Roberts is a dog, dude. And he's a guy that, like, in a firefight, you don't want to get into. Like, tons of power, very proficient on the feet. But Jack Delamont Elena beat the dog shit out of him. Like, that was shocking how easy that was. Um there are other, other big wins, Ricky Tercios, our boy picking up a win, Miles Johns defeating Vince Morales, Jennifer Maia defeating Jennifer uh, excuse me, Marina Morose. I do want to go back real quickly to the Miles Johns situation. Because it kind of gives us an update on situation. Did you hear what's going why uh that was a win was a big one for Miles Johns, but also he had did not have James Krause in the corner. Were you aware of that angel? No, wait, what? So he wasn't in Okay. Oh okay. go. So, I'm glad that uh this is actually this is fun for me to break news to you. So apparently the day before the fight, uh the UFC pulled James Krause from the card as a coach. They told wow. me he couldn't he, they revoked his credentials. And wow. then the day after that, New Jersey announced that they're no longer allowing people to take bets on anything involving James Krause. They're the only ones to do it thus far, but that's probably a sign that things are going to keep on getting worse for him. In regards to the whole betting situation.
1: I wonder if they've found something out.
0: <laughs> yeah, it does not look good. I'll put it like that. Obviously, I don't, I don't have any inside information. I'm, I'm just giving my own take on it. But, um, if you guys have not followed, we're still talking about the, the situation involving James Krause and, and Derek Minner where Derek came in with an injury, did not disclose it. Betting lines flipped dramatically hours before the fight. And, uh, both of them are under investigation. And now they're obviously, they pulled James Krause from anything involving coaching. And obviously we know that he's being investigated by, uh, New, New Jersey, obviously. Uh, and now also, well, we already knew he's under investigation in Nevada, but obviously now also New Jersey. So, um, yeah, it's not looking good for James Krause right now, man. Which is kind of a shame. It's really shitty because I thought that he was kind of emerging. He's like a really. I well,
1: don't, well I you, don't, you know something. Yeah. We're far from this, and, yeah, and this ahead. is something that we need to bring up. This could mean that he might not be in Brazil for the Brandon Moreno uh, quadrilogy. Yeah. Well, who Which even is,
0: knows if he'll be allowed to coach anymore? If the way that, the way things are going. That
1: should, yeah, I don't know. So there's a lot that needs to get cleared up. I'm, I'm sure if, this, is,
0: if if he's legitimately under investigation for like fight fixing, he might be going <laughs> to fucking jail. So
1: yeah. <laughs> which I mean, I mean yeah, the, sorry, we we hope not, right? Nothing's official yet. We want to make the best out of the the situation, right? And we we want to we want to speak well on people. You know, innocent until proven guilty, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it could have just been a if it could just be a very shitty situation where he what is involved, you know, he's involved with this guy, he fights, he likes to bet on fights, and it just looks, you know, it just looks weird from that perspective, but there could be no fuckery, you know?
0: Yeah, of course, and we'll we'll keep the situation updated, but, uh, Miles Johnson, didn't, I don't even think he, like, met, he didn't, he just kind of said it nonchalantly, and everybody was like, oh, like, during his post-fight interview, he was like, oh, yeah, they, they pulled my coach on Friday, like, said he, they took away his credentials, I'm like, oh, shit, really? Like, thanks, Miles, that gives us a bit of an update, but, um, Yeah, man. I mean, any other closing thoughts on this card before we move on
1: to Bellsler? I mean, look, I think the card was very weak name-value-wise, but when you look at it, it legitimately wasn't a bad event. You know, let's be honest with ourselves and let everybody say it. I think people are going to try to talk shit on it. But look, if you really look at it, the card was not bad. You know, be honest with you. We've definitely had street cards. Was the main event something big? special? no. I mean, Derek Lewis and, and, uh, was it Spivak, right? Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Would
1: have been would have been an awesome addition, but sadly, we missed out, and that's just as that thing goes. And this card did suffer. I mean, this fight – I mean, this card had William Knight, Marcian Pacquiao at one point, uh, Derek Lewis, Sergey Spivak, obviously, Cody Brennan, Rodolfo Vieira, Jack Schwer, Kyler Phillips, which would have been a banger too. So it lost some names, but it ended up still being good for what it was.
0: Mm. Yeah, I'd say it was honestly a way better card than I uh, I expected it to be. It was a lot of fun. So, yeah, I mean, obviously it was a great, it was a lot of fun. um, But it was not the only MMA that happened last weekend. Because Bellator 288 happened the night before, I believe, um, in the Wintrust Arena in Chicago, Illinois. Two title fights, um, I will say. One went about the way we expected. The other one, though, hell of a fight, dude. Vadim Nemkov putting on... Probably the best performance of his career, especially considering the the opposition. Defeating Corey Anderson, 48-47, 49-46, 49-46, read the scorecards. What a fucking win, dude. What a win for Vadim Nemkov. Especially the way after the first fight went, being massively doubted. For him to come from behind and pull that off was... Not necessarily come from behind, but for him to kind of be the underdog and to come out and put on a performance like that, just completely nullify... Corey Anderson's uh takedowns in this wrestling game, especially as an
1: underdog truly incredible performance. What do you think about him pulling
0: off the win in the belt two eighty
1: eight I'm not surprised, motherfuckers, but let me get into that a little bit more look at the, yeah, time, but the, but the previous fight there was the whole situation going on with Russia and all that you know we're not going to get into the politics of that and all that, but there was you know you know if you're aware you're aware and you should be yeah i don't know uh, how you're not aware but you're just, right but that's, where the fuck know, are you guys like you, 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 josh you'd be surprised some people are ignorant as fuck i that's had true. times i had times been not aware of shit you know what i mean yeah. but uh to to get into it a little bit yeah i mean that was that was a, that was a talk you know that had happened with a lot of the russian fighters you know there's a lot of situations out there with not being able to get them on flights and shit because i mean that was going on around that time right if i believe so
0: yeah correct
1: there was there was some sort of tension sure. at the time yeah. i i could i could be completely wrong here but uh you know we had that going on we we and and obviously we know nemkov has been known to 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 at least go and, and favor and them to go to the uh, olympic uh center and train with the russian of uh, wrestling athletes before in previous times and i mean it's no i mean it's no secret people have done this many of times and gone to gone to colleges you know how I mean, many players have done this and it showed, man. He completely nullified the wrestling. I mean, it, there was no takedown done. He prevented every single takedown. And that must have been the biggest mental fuck in the world for Corey Anderson. But I'll tell you what. Great to Corey Anderson, right? He kept trucking along and trying to get it. He did not give up on it. He was trying to make Nemkov work for it. But Nemkov was slick. He was avoiding it. He was, uh, you know, uh, spinning out of shit. You know, his counter-wrestling was solid. And uh, shit on the feet, he was doing work, too. I mean, he, I think he dropped Corey in the first round. Yeah, I remember it right With and a, dad, with a uh,
0: head kick, I believe.
1: Yeah, which, I mean, that, that in and of itself, I mean, Corey had to rally back. He had to shake off the cobwebs and come back. I mean, that's another thing you get to credit for, credit him. And, 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 um that was, that was amazing. You know, obviously him sticking in, in it afterwards and, and mentally recovering and, uh, physically recovering, too. And, uh, I mean, Corey's, Corey's place in this division is, is, is a great spot in, in, Bellator. I mean, he's undoubtedly, and it's no secret right now, one of the best light heavyweights on the planet. You know, I mean, it's sad to, to an extent, right, that he's not in UFC, but he's still doing his thing in another promotion that's, that has a, a very strong 205 division as well. And, uh, and even, and then, and the 205 division I think is still growing, cause I mean, we've seen some of their, some of their big guys get some, uh, wins and losses recently that we didn't expect, like, uh, like yeah, and Carlo Brexton who just took a big loss that that came out of nowhere. At least that I didn't think would happen. And uh yeah, no, I mean uh uh you know, to talk about the Bellator two five division as a whole, you know, I wanted to mention that. But Nemkov, I mean this is this is what I expected, Josh. This is what I I thought what would happen. I I thought Corey Anderson was gonna struggle for takedowns, and I thought it would be I, I thought that at one point you know Nemquart would have to deal with some adversity, and if he did end up on the ground, if he did end up uh, on bottom for some reason, but it never happened. He he completely nullified that option. Mm.
0: Yeah, dude. I mean, I was um, man, I was so impressed with that. Win. I mean, you went ahead. and – I think you laid it out pretty perfectly there. But for him to kind of, he's facing Corey Anderson, who I think you know for whatever reason, I feel like MMA fans just they never give Corey Anderson his due. Like, I think before this fight, you can make a goddamn really good case that he was the greatest 205-pound fighter on the planet. Like, a really good... He beat Bader. He beat Johnny Walker, Latifi, uh Champ, former champ. Jan. Jan Vahovich, Former champ. Yeah, former champ. Like, Melvin Manoff. Like, he beat all these guys. And he was on his way to beating Nemkov in the first fight. You know, until that clash ahead. So, for him to... For Fadim Nemcom to go back to to go back to the well, just sh- improve, train his ass off, to come out here, to come out here and just drop him in the first round, outstrike him, like out grapple him, just fucking incredible, man. Like I was so impressed. Um Yeah. I mean just a, just a, just an excellent, excellent win for him. And Corey Anderson, man, like I think he said it but he's not in a bad place in this division. I could easily see these guys fighting a third time, especially depending on how uh, a fight goes next February, which we'll talk about in the news section. And shit, maybe Corey Anderson can get on that card and get a win and be in the right position for the trilogy, because I think most people kind of, this fight was close, even given the fact that Corey really struggled with the wrestling and did not have his greatest night out there. So, um, which is obviously due to the Emcom's success, but you see my point. But um, yeah, man, hell of a win, hell of a win. And uh, we know who Vadim Nemkov will face next, and we'll talk about that in probably half an hour. But as far as the co event goes, dude, pretty much will be expected. Now, I think most people were hoping that Patrick Pitbull could put up a better showing, and full credit to him, he had some moments. I mean, not really on offense, but on defense, he had some good, you know, defensive moments, especially in the grappling and but overall dude, me. Uesmanermega. Dermaga may not dominates. Wins wins the title. 50-45, 50-44, 50-44. On the scorecard. it's not even close. I mean, tell me what you thought about this one.
1: Shut up, man. He pitched a shutout. was perfect. Mhm. It's what we expected, I think. Let's let's be honest, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously the name adds a lot. You know, let's be honest with social I mean, that is a big thing. We think, you know, you think that, you see that name, you you already have assumptions, right? Mm -hmm. but shit the results are there you know the 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 game doesn't lie you know in the words of uh uh hans nieman from chess uh the chess doesn't lie you know the chess speaks for itself so uh you know so to kind of put it like that i mean the performance speaks for itself you know it was Mm -hmm. it was dominant you know and he he didn't get to finish i think he he was really trying to look for it he really wanted it But it just goes to show how Chuck Patrick is as a fighter man. I mean, he didn't get finished. I mean, and a lot of guys before him didn't get finished. So Mm -hmm. that that shows something, and uh, I'll I'll put it like this, and it's it's something that I think a lot of fighters in this division uh, need to think about is Usman is good, but just like anybody, and all these guys who are undefeated, he's still human. Anybody can beat him, and I think this 155 division in Bellator has some names. That could give this man some trouble. Believe me, guys, when I tell you, do not think that Uzman the Rogava Madoff will reign this division in Bellator for its whole existence. Mm. So, don't, don't, I think some people might see that name, see the, the undefeated record and be discouraged and might be like, ah, it's not going to be interesting. It's not going to be boring. He went to a decision. No. Watch, watch this division. It will be entertaining. He will have some tough fights and he's going to have to deal with a lot of adversity going forward because Bellator is picking up some fighters in their one hundred and fifty five division. There's some real motherfuckers.
0: Yeah, yeah, man, absolutely. I mean, that division. I feel like the Bellator's one hundred and fifty five pound division at one point it was kind of like it was their legacy division. I mean, they had Michael Chandler, obviously Eddie Alvarez, the Pitbull brothers, both of them there at one point. But the kind of the last few years, that division has just Benson's gotten older. I didn't mention him, but Benson Henderson was there. Obviously, Chandler left. Alvarez left like a long time ago. Uh the, obviously the one Pachiki's gotten old, the Patricefield moved down, like, st- like decided like decide to stay at one forty five. Um the one G division has been struggling for a while, but I think now they're in a position where it's it is rapidly improving.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Especially defeat Masayev coming up. Um they have another couple of other young monsters. Islam Mamadov lost, I know, to Benson. Um like he'll, Yeah, he'll be back the same. Yeah, Shabli would be back. So, I mean, that division's in a good place right now, and um Usman pitched a shutout like we expected, but um I don't know how, I think there's a damn good chance he's not holding that title forever. Like, uh, I don't think he's going to have a Habib-style run. I, I mean, I, Usman's very, very good, but I feel like he's never shown me that kind of next level killer instinct that maybe, you know, Habib had, or even, you know, Islam has, so... I don't think he's unbeatable by any metric, but overall, though, hell of a win. And if you're going to go out there and win the title, that's a, that's the way you want to do it. I mean, to beat the champion every single round, is just ridiculously easy. Hell of a performance by him. As far as the rest of the card goes, man, I think we kind of all knew this top this card was extremely top heavy. But uh, what are some of the other fights you want to talk about?
1: Man, this one surprised me, but it also I also had doubts when it's Tyrell Fortune Josh Luschen to Daniel James. Mm-hmm. I believe Daniel James is a forty year old man, but dude. You believe? <laughs> I believe, and I'm looking at it now. He is 40 on the dog. He's about to turn 41 on the 31st. So you know, New Year's birthday, beautiful, right? But uh, he he he's been a guy who who's a veteran game. He fought in Alife. He he was he was an ACA, which is a very tough promotion to be in, but and, and lost a lot there, but got some nice wins over time, and then uh, uh got the opportunity in Bellator. And he got the win over Tyrell Fortune, Josh. I, I was – it's crazy. I want to say I I was surprised, but I wasn't surprised. I'm not going to lie. I thought about betting, and I was to do a parlay of Nemkov, Usman, and Tyrell Fortune. But I'm like, I, I have a weird feeling because I'm like, Daniel James could come out here and upset Tyrell Fortune. I had some, some fear in me because I'm like, this guy carries some power. He's got that old man strength. He's 6'6". He's very big. He has a reach advantage. And he came out here and fucking performed. I mean, what a fucking Cinderella story. Mm.
0: Yeah, dude. I mean, I'm, I'm glad you highlighted that one, dude. And I know that a lot of people kind of took, um, they took the, the stance that they don't like sometimes. And there's like a big, ups- a big upset. They're like, oh, man, Tyrell Fortune, like, this guy's he's a bit of a failed prospect. He's this, he's that. I'm like, dude, like, I'm just happy for Daniel James. I mean, for, for him to be, like, like you mentioned, 40 years old. Obviously, he's huge for his weight class, but he's a guy that doesn't have a stellar record. This is his Bellator debut. He's lost to you a lot of... I mean, dude, his record going in was fucking 13-6-1. You know Not what not, ter-
1: not terrible. Not terrible,
0: but also, there's a reason why this is his Bellator debut, and, you know, he's 40, and, you know, numbers don't lie, and he really probably should have lost his one. But guess what? He goes out there, and he gets a huge win, and he beats a, a relatively decent prospect, a Bellator contender. So, fucking awesome story, dude. Like, that's that's legitimately awesome, you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, the rest of the card, I mean, there were, there were some good moments. I mean, Daniel Veitcher came up short and he lost to another, another young guy. Obviously, this is the one who's featherweight, uh, Timor Kajirev, 11 and 0, very young kid. So, I mean, that's another prospect there for Bellator. Um, yeah, I mean, overall, solid night of fights, um, not a whole lot of huge names on the undercard. Sullivan Colley got a huge
1: win, though. Yeah. It was like prospect heavy.
0: Yeah, very prospect heavy. Sullivan Colley, huge knockout win. He was kind of like my big guy that I wanted to see uh, perform in the prelims, and he did. He didn't waste any fucking time. A knockout inside of it. Well, it was a minute and one second, so. Um, yeah, man. Excellent, excellent, uh, excellent win for him there. And overall, pretty fun Bellator card, man. And they're going to be coming back with a banger of an advance. Dollar 289, December 9th. The Mexican Sun Arena in Connecticut. Two title fights, and they also got um Patchy Mix and Maga Magomedov on there. I mean, just ridiculous. Like the top three fights: Rufon Stas, Danny Sabatello, Carmouche, Velasquez, and Patchy Mix, Maga Magomedov. Bangers, dude. I mean, like in terms of like pure fights, holy shit. I mean, like, the
1: undercard is, is is not bad. I mean, they it it's, yeah. it's no, weak not it's weaker. Uh, no, no just smaller names, but. They have Dalton Rosa, Denise Keyholes, Cody Law, you know, Kai Kamaka. There's some, there's some class down there, you know. Let's, let's be, let's be, you know, let's give some credit too, to the guys down below. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true,
0: true. Um, yeah, but just like in terms of, I meant more like just like
1: the top of the card. But, but I mean, Josh, let's, let's be real. The, the big, big event, the big MMA event of the year is, yeah, it's about to you know? that yeah, that one I'm hyped
0: for, man. That one on v- December 31st, end of the year card, man. Like, that's gonna be
1: oh, that's, that's gonna a, be fucking ridiculous. It's a, it's on a Saturday too, perfect for me. It's, yeah, it, I mean, oh, man, I'm I'm excited, man. That's uh there's a lot of writing. I think I think MMA as a whole has a lot mm-hmm. writing on that. Obviously, when we, I think you know we don't want to talk too much about it now because we talked about it before. But damn, I, I'm I'm so excited for that to come up because. MMA is not going to stop, Josh. To keep going through the year.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, we we're not going to have any. It's it's all gas, no breaks. Um, we are. There, there is uh, there's a lot of stuff going on at the end of the year, man. And you went in and highlighted that card. I'm super psyched for that one. I don't want to preview it too much yet because, um, obviously we're gonna have to talk about it. And that's like the is that the only fight card happening that week? Last week well, of December. Probably. Sure. I mean, yeah. what, what else? I mean, I'm. I'm I mean, just... I. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, but as far as uh, yeah, as far as that card goes, the belt are one two eighty-eight. Actually, a Josh, yeah.
1: go ahead. Page Warriors one forty-eight and Rise. Oh, thank God. <laughs> so, There you go. Yeah, it's it's Fair it's Team TBR versus TBUSA though. That's pretty cool. So I mean, if that if that does you anything there.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, I mean it'll it'll be a fun event and um. Fun week, but yeah, man, I think it's about time to move on because we don't have we don't have uh Bell Tour, we don't have UFC, we don't have boxing, but you know what we do have, and it's probably the first time we've actually previewed a uh card from this promotion PFL, PFL 10, and it's going to be their uh the finale of the playoffs for all divisions, everybody getting a million dollars if they win their tournament going to be also their first ever pay-per-view card on ESPN Plus. I believe it's going to be $50 or $40. I can't remember the exact price point. I know it's not UC level or anything like that. It's, it's not terrible, but I also don't think it's great. You know what I mean? No. I mean, the only way I'd – like, if this – I'd only pay for it if, like, I split it with somebody. I think it's, like, 50 bucks, which is not terrible.
1: 25 like, 25 is completely reasonable between two dudes, and even then you could split it between more guys. Yeah, precisely. So it's not terrible – but and I'm happy that it's not as expensive as U C, but I still
0: think like thirty bucks would have been a perfect price point for this. I mean, like
1: uh, do you, do you think you would have been okay with thirty nine ninety nine? I I yeah, I probably would have been cool with that. Or I mean, because you know they could, they can't go too low. Like I don't think they could have done twenty nine ninety ninety nine. I think they, they most they would have gone is probably like the least they would have gone is thirty nine ninety nine with the forty forty dollars price mark. Just to people twenty bucks, you know, not bad. Hmm. It is a good. I mean, Josh. And let's be honest. If you take away PFL, you put UFC. You pay the price. Mm-hmm. And, and I think I'd be more than happy. I mean, I'll, yeah, mean exactly. i be very honest with you. I mean, it, it, it's a one of the. I mean, on paper, Josh MMA pay-per-views one of the best pay-per-views of you. Let's not let's not hide it. You know. Mm. Yeah,
0: I mean. I'm like as far as the pay per view goes, I'll admit. Like I said, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit somewhere in the middle on it on the fact that it is a pay per view. Um, the price point obviously can use a bit of work, but I mean, as far as the action itself goes, dude, I mean, there is a lot of fights on here that I'm super intrigued by.
1: A are are we gonna wins. are we gonna choose every tournament winner for Shits and Giggles?
0: Oh man, you want to do it? Fuck it, why not, dude? All right, well, fuck it. Well, you know what? How about this? We'll only count the main and the co-main for the picks, but we will uh, we'll still get picks for the rest. How about that? Oh,
1: oh, you don't want to pick every tournament winner? I was down to pick every tournament winner. No, no, I meant like, well, for like the, the like the, the
0: standings that we have.
1: Oh, okay, okay, I, I get We'll that. only count
0: the main and the co-main like normal. Okay, but okay. we will get picks for the other ones for
1: for shits and gigs. Okay, pussy. <laughs> All right, fine.
0: I mean, I'm fucking easily winning, so I mean, we'll just go ahead and hey, keep, man, on I just, do, keep on doing your shit picks, dude. It's all right. Um, yeah, I made some good picks, though. Yeah, like, to, be, to be fair, we're actually neck and neck. Really? I'm only I'm only three picks above you. Well, fuck my comeback, right? <laughs> yeah, this could this could easily flip, so we'll see. Um, Nemkov was a godly pick, wasn't it? <laughs> that was a godly pick. So let's go ahead and start off in, and I fucking regret. I, the worst part is I had a feeling too, because I'm a, I am a fucking love Nemkov, but I was like, I don't know, man. But anyways, let's start off with the main event.
1: Always go with your gut, bro.
0: I've learned yeah. that. The main event. Kayla Harris, the undefeated judoka, former Olympian, 15-0, and multiple-time PFL tournament winner. He's gonna be having a trilogy with Larissa Pacheco. Larissa Pacheco UFC veteran, uh twenty-eight years young. Uh at this point I don't think she's really known for her UFC stint, but her time in PFL has been extremely entertaining. She's always been kind of an entertaining fighter, but this season, not even this season too, because last year she had some great moments too, she is on a five fight winning streak with all fights coming and like excuse me, ending in the first round by knockout. I mean, that's unheard of for a female. That is, yeah, for a women's fighter, that's fucking unheard of. That is insane. I know some people are going to be like, well, you know, she's, she's fine, and
1: people are like, great, Like, you know, but fuck off. Like, come on, dude. Like, you, you never see anybody do that. Um, not, not even, let's be sure, not even Kayla Harrison has done that. <laughs> no. Obviously,
0: different fight styles and all, but, like.
1: Yeah, no, no, you're right. Yeah, Luis Pacheco is out here annihilating
0: girls with ease. Like, it's not, they are not even getting out of, like, three minutes with her. Like. Her last three fights have ended all within two minutes and 40 seconds. It's a death sentence right out of a
1: fight, Kelly, uh, Larissa Pacheco. Hey, Kayla Harrison, too, let's be honest.
0: Yeah, and and they have fought two times previously, and Kayla um, won both fights by unanimous decision. I don't think Larissa even took a round, but uh, they have not fought in uh, three years. So a lot's changed since then. Um, Dude, I, I got to admit to you, and I said this when this fight was announced, I am psyched for this fight. I'm super excited for it. However, I don't see a lot suggest that this one is gonna go the trilogy is gonna tri- the trilogy fight is gonna go any differently than the first two fights, even though Larissa Pacheco has made a lot of strides. What are your thoughts about the main event?
1: I mean it, it's tough, right? I mean all odds are against her, but the thing is she's having an amazing year. I mean she has not I don't think she's had another year like super comparable to this. I mean she's just nuked everybody in the first round. And she's fought Kayla before. I mean, she has an idea. She knows the matchup. I mean, and, and same to Kayla. Kayla knows the matchup. She knows what she brings. She knows what to avoid. But I mean, power's a factor, man. Power is that one game changing thing, and we talk about it all the time. That's the equalizer. And she has it. She just has to, she has to land it. And look, I mean, if she's made some improvements on the ground, uh, and, and, uh, found ways to get out of the positions that Kayla particularly puts her in, and she could avoid those, I mean, anything could happen in, in, in that fight, and she could potentially get her out of there. Do I think it will happen? No, I don't. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. But, I mean, we're here to talk about both fighters. We're going to give credit on each end. And in five rounds, I mean, anything could happen. We just saw it. I mean, we've seen champs fall this year a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, we've seen new champs be crowned this year and lose losing the fifth round in devastating fashion. That is, You know, and it, it has been the the story of this year. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest, in MMA. So, don't be surprised going into that fifth round. Larissa Pacheco comes out of her corner and shocks the world. Beats Kayla Harrison, becomes finally of the year in my opinion. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, let me ask you this: Do you think she's going to be able to pull off the upset? I know you went and said it that you know. Don't be surprised. I personally
1: won't be like like I said, but I, I won't be surprised if she does it. You know, but I I just think it, it's I mean it, it's going to be three and zero oh, man in the series. I mean. I just don't think she's able to get it done. It's it's it, it's just a lot writing against her. But the but the possibility is there. You know, Grant, we say that about every fight, but but this year specifically, she is the most danger, She was the most dangerous fighter in her division because of what she's done to every girl, every, every fighter beforehand. I mean, she had in the first round. She has not gotten outside of the first round. She's taken everybody with ease. Granted, though, that could also be her downfall. She's not gone more than one round.
0: Hmm. Yeah, true. There's a lot of ways to look at it. And let's go ahead and... Dude, let's get ahead and... Even if she loses this weekend, I want people to give Larissa Pachenko her props, dude. Right now, these this is the closest odds that Kayla Harrison has had in a fight since her debut. She's a minus five eighty, which is pretty crazy. I mean, that's almost 6-1 to one odds. But Larissa Pachenko is not... She's the first seed because she knocked out everybody in the first round. The first time Kayla Harrison's ever... Been the second seed or not the first seed, you know what I mean, in the PFL tournament, this is the first time that she's having competitive, like, odds, which is fucking crazy. Like, her first fight, she was, like, a, you know, minus 560. So, this time, she's a minus 580. I mean, you got to give Luis Pichica her props. I would not be surprised if she wins, but I am going to say Airs. I think it's just a bad style matchup for it, dude. I don't think nice. there's anything that she can really do. Because she is huge, she's powerful. She's gained a lot of muscle mass to order to try and um, to try and like improve on the wrestling and to try and be able to outmuscle Kayla Harrison. But dude, I just think Kayla Harrison just has way too much of an advantage.
1: I, I do have even yeah. Go uh, ahead, go ahead. I was, I was gonna ask. You, I, do, I have a question. If if Kayla is to lose here, do you think this takes a lot away from her? Like, do, or at least do, do you think people will? I think people will say stuff like. Well, she lost to this Brazilian chick who fights, like, I mean, you know, do you think people will have some thoughts about that? Um, here's the reality when it comes to Kayla Harrison. Until she
0: fights in the UFC, nobody will care.
1: Really? So you think if Kayla Harrison loses here, people won't care? I think that people are going to shit on her,
0: but I think she'll shit. they'll shit on her if she wins too, so...
1: I mean, uh, I'll be honest. If she loses here. I mean, and look, we, uh, the only reason I mentioned it is because I mean, Pacheco is on a fucking. She's on a tear, man. She's twenty eight. I mean, she's young. I mean, she has all the time in the world. I mean, if they yeah. fight, like, if they fight again, uh, there there is a time at some point she could catch her. You know, you, you know, you're if you, if you go at it enough, eventually you'll you'll do it, right? You know, like I said, like I said, every fight, every you're only human. You know, she's only human, so anything is possible. But I'm just curious if you think that maybe that would drop Kayla's stock a little bit or take away. I mean, it if was- anything. I feel like it would motivate Kayla to come back for another tournament season potentially, but I don't know.
0: I think it would obviously go ahead and um, it would obviously drop her stock, but it, to to the degree that I mean I don't think she's leaving PFL anytime soon anyway, so I don't. I mean, I don't know it drop her stock, but not in a not in a substantial way because I feel like most MMA fans don't really like Kayla Harrison anyway. Like they're gonna shit on a win lose or draw. People really have taken the whole can-crushing thing, and they're just like, oh, you know, she fu- she's scared of Cyborg or Nunes, or yada, 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 like, I don't know. Like, I've always said on the, the this podcast, and in regards to Kayla Harrison, um, just because you, like, you don't know her opponents, and just because they're not the you does not mean they're not good fighters, and she's annihilating, and the same thing for Lourdes Pacheco, too. They are annihilating these girls in a way that, like, you know they're legit. Like, they're, they're beating up on these girls, so like, yeah, like, they're clearly not the top of the heap, but a lot of these people were UFC veterans. Like people, like for example, like um, Kaden Young, former Invicta title challenger, veteran of the game. You know, um Pacheco, obviously fought in the UFC herself. Only fought, only lost to the best of the best. You know, there there are multiple fighters that have had UFC runs or had good since, and Kayla Harrison and Larissa Pacheco are annihilating these girls. So I really don't think like. Even if, when there's a draw, I don't think she'll ever get credit. And same thing for Larissa Pachenko, because if Larissa Pachenko wins, it's like, oh, my God, ha Kayla Harrison lost to a can, even though she's not a can. So, um, like, come on, dude. Like, you're going to tell me that, like, you don't think Larissa Pachenko could beat? Well, shit, we already know. We already know that she could beat. Cause she already beat our Irene our Albana, knocked her out in, like, 2015. <laughs> she's ranked number four in the UFC. Nobody talks about that shit. Like, you know what I mean? So, I don't know. Um. Yeah, I mean her stock would drop, but I don't think it'd be substantial. But we're we're both in agreement. Kayla is probably going to get the win, but I mean, who knows, dude? I mean, they, there's particular shown a lot of strides, but I do have a couple other fights to talk about. Co main event, co main event, the featherweights, Bubba Jenkins taking on that. Brandon Lufname. Um, both of these guys, I'm, I've always been super impressed by, by Bubba Jenkins, and especially his run coming out of Bellator. Because I remember back in Bells, he was he was a talented guy, good wrestler, but he would generally fall short. He lost to George in a couple of times. Um, he lost an ACB. He's moved to PFL, and since then he's been unbeaten with one, except with the exception of one loss to Chris Wade, mm-hmm.
1: which was he's, probably one of his toughest matchups, right? I mean, another wrestler.
0: Oh, absolutely, and I feel like he's probably you know counting his blessings that he's facing Brendan because Chris Wade lost to him, and if not, you know what I mean, like. We almost had a rematch in the finale. And Brandon Loughnay, to his credit, USC veteran, fought in a Contender Series. Kind of stupid he didn't get signed off the Contender Series because he beat Bill Algeo and did not get signed, even though Bill Algeo got whatever. Um, Talented kid, dude. Talented, talented kid. If you look at his run, obviously he fought in the Ultimate Fighter. He... um, his only losses, career losses, Pat Healy, UC veteran, soup like Pat Healy's been around in the game for like fucking ever. It's uh, so no shame in losing him. Tom Duquewa, who's a former like, didn't Tom Duquewa just recently retire or something, something like that? Not sure. But anyways, yeah, he was a he was a great kid, and then uh, a random Russian PFL. So that's that's the way it goes. This is an excellent fight here. I'm very very excited for it, and I'm glad they got the co-main spot because they got a lot of heat on this one. What do you think about this fight?
1: I think this is probably one of the hardest matchups to pick, man. I think out of all the tournament ones, I think he's probably the closest one. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause, cause of the styles, you know, I think Brendan, uh, you know, I think he had some troubles previously in the last year. been that Russian Fire, you mentioned, who's a heavy wrestler based one, I believe. Yeah. And obviously he beat Chris Wade, who, I mean, we know his capabilities on the ground. Bubba Jenkins also, uh, uh, you know, a wrestler coming out of college. I mean, when he came into the PFL, I mean, one of his first matchups was Lance Palmer. He was, uh, Lance Palmer's, uh, his, 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 kryptonite, uh, in when they were wrestling, uh, Lance was wrestling at Ohio, and, uh, uh, I believe Bubba was in Arizona, and Bubba used to give Lance hell, and Lance was killing it in the PFL for the longest time, and then bam, and it comes Bubba Jenkins, and he, he beat him. I mean, it was like, I think it, it like, mentally at the time, it had mentally fucked with Lance Palmer a lot, and, uh, He hasn't been able to recover it since then. I mean he had he had three losses in a row, got one win in there in between. Notably, Europeans have struggled a lot with wrestlers, you know. We've we've seen it and uh but I mean at the same time, Brendan Brendan was able to make it work last time around. Bubba at times have made mistakes with his wrestling and stuff like that in in fights. I think it's 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 a pick 'em fight, man. I think you go Bubba James or you go, go Brendan. I think it really comes down to what uh, Bubba comes out. You know, if if he comes out, is doing all the the right things, and is able to to, to use his wrestling properly and, and put that kind of pressure on Brendan and and uh, make him work for it. It's five rounds. I don't think Brendan's ever fought five rounds, and the thing is, this might potentially go the full five rounds because uh, I don't believe in, in leading up to the main event they fight five rounds. They fight three. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's a lot of trouble there too. And I don't know if bubble has five, five rounds, but I wouldn't be surprised. So there, there's, there's a lot of question marks there too, but these guys are athletes. They're, they're, they're in amazing shape They'll, they'll I'm pretty sure that, I mean, you would hope they come prepared for five, five rounds. Oh man, I'm gonna go Brandon, man. I, I think, I think can be increased weight is based time for him leading, but this will be his tournament. I think a lot of people are leading bubble Jenkins, uh, but I, I'm gonna go with the European.
0: Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I've gone back and forth on it a lot. I'm going to go and take Bubba Jenkins just for shit and gigs. If you're going to go and take Brennan, I'll take Bubba Jenkins. I I respect
1: your pick because he could very well win this fight. I think it's a pick-em fight. Absolutely. I mean, dude was a fucking excellent – still is an
0: excellent wrestler. Obviously, he had a great collegiate base. He's kind of – you know what's interesting is I saw him talk about the differences in wrestling, like uh, freestyle versus – what is it? Folk
1: style, folk style. Yeah, it
0: was was like a really good interview. I would encourage people to go ahead and – uh, give it a, like, I, I can't remember who he did it with, but I'm sure you can find it just by him Googling Bubble Jenkins talking about freestyle wrestling. But, um, yeah, dude, I, I, I like this kid a lot. I say kid, he's 34, but, um, I like his base a lot, and I think that he's great wrestling, and I think he's gonna go out here and put on a show, dude. I mean, I've, I've actually been watching, him. Um, PFL has their own version of embedded, if you guys have not seen it. Comes off like a great dude. He, I saw that, like, he's showing off, like, his, uh, his, like, wrestling medals,
1: and, championships and he's like and up here I'm gonna put the fucking boat right here. <laughs> <laughs> I really thought about going like Bubba Jenkins man but it, it it's really a pick and fight but uh, but it I think it's the first Wade when it was a big one and he he uh I think that's gonna be the factor man. I think I think Brendan's gone prepared, he's learned his lesson, he's probably brought in some wrestlers to help him during these camps and, and like I said notoriously the the Englishmen have struggled with with wrestlers and I think this is his time.
0: hmm I agree, I agree. Um, I am gonna go take Bubba Jenkins, so it's gonna be a fun fight though, but, um, next up, the heavyweights. Ante Delisia. Delisia?
1: That's a good, that's a good attempt.
0: Deligia, taking on Mate, mateis I'm not sure how you pronounce it, Chaffelle, and heavyweight. Um, full disclosure, I do not know much about Mateus. <laughs> I don't. Um, I know that he's the seventh seed. Obviously, he upset Juan Adams to get to here, knocked him out. Um, yeah, I mean, I do know a lot about Ante, especially considering he's coming off that huge win over uh, Henan Ferreira. I believe Henan Ferreira. If you guys do not know him, if I remember correctly, he's that cat who went ahead and submitted uh, Verduum, right, or beat Verduum and then it had the weird thing. Yup, yup, yeah, that was him. He's a he's a good dude, good dude. And uh, Ante picked up the TKO win over him. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go take Ante Didelizia. I I mean, full disclosure, like I said, I don't know much about Mateus. The fact that they've already fought once and Ante knocked him out, right cross, I'm going to go and take him again. I mean, what what are your thoughts on this matchup?
1: I'm going to say Buttigieg, man. Ante has some heavy hands. He's gotten a lot of knockouts in his time being here, but he also has been knocked out Mm -hmm. once. There's Bruno Kavazola, and Bruno Kavazola is a tough out, and that that was his demon. So he avoided him this time around. Uh, Bruno Kavazola got uh, t- uh, taken out by Mateus, so we won't have to deal with him this time around. So it's kind of looking like this is, a, this is a tournament to win. So I think Ante is, is getting ready to hang up that nice big check in his house. Uh, <laughs> uh, much love to the Croatian.
0: Much love to the Croatian. So same page there. Um, I am really excited for this lightweight fight. We have a pair of UFC veterans in the, uh, the lightweight finals. Um, Stevie Ray taking on Olivia Obomocier. Olivia Obomocier, the Canadian gangster, revealed that this could actually be his retirement fight depending on how things go. Uh, which is a shame, but I get it. He's 33, gonna be 34 soon. Probably, probably wants to start a life outside of MMA. Stevie Ray though. Interesting guy. Like, he, he took three years off. He thought he, he did retire, came out of retirement, came to PFL. He lost to Alexander Martinez in his first fight. But then he goes out submits Anthony Pettis. The rematch, two months later, he beats him again by decision. What a story for him, for him to come from behind, for being cut from the UFC, retiring, and to make it all the way to the finals. you got to give him love. But as far as this fight goes, do you think he'll be able to continue his Cinderella run and defeat the Canadian Gangster?
1: Look, I think this is another type, another tough fight to pick. Obviously, uh, you know this is this happens all the time with title the title fights. Stevie Ray obviously has come back, looked pretty solid, and, and gotten some good wins. But and look, e p a a you know a older struggling Anthony Pettis twice. uh... And he lost to Alex Martinez. He was a young kid, but had an extensive amateur background. And Alex Martinez did end up missing out in the in in, in the playoff format because he lost to Ugo uh, Marseille, like you said. I think it's the time for the Canadian man. I mm-hmm. think he's he's not going to retire. He's going to come in. He's going to get a win, and he's going to stick in the sport, man.
0: Yeah, same page, same page, dude. Um, I think this is his time. I think he's always been a guy that like in the UFC. I thought he came in a bit early. Even when he was a bit early, he still beat some really good dudes. Evan Dunham, Drew Dober, like uh, Anthony Rocco Martin. Like, he beat some good-ass dudes, but then I thought he came in a bit early. He just seemed – and then he had, like, a really tough run, too. I mean, dude, like, this was his final – you know, we can just fucking run, like, his last, like, seven fights in the promotion. Drew Dober, Anthony Rocco Martin, Evan Dunham, Alexander Hernandez, Gilbert Burns, Armand Sarukian. Tough fights all That is a gauntlet, dude. That's a gauntlet, he was competitive with Hernandez, he was competitive with Burns, and even Saryukian, you know? Like, he had some moments in that fight. It wasn't like he was getting run over by these guys, you know what I mean? Um, But then he got cut, and I thought that was a really bad cut at the time, and then he moved to PFL, and he's not lost since. I think this is his time, I think he's go out there, get a million bucks, and we'll see what happens next with him. I hope he does not retire, but... I mean, you know. Josh, and he
1: beats some fucking good guys in the PFL. like he beat oh, alex he, martinez yeah. who's like a big prospect for them hash manfield who won the tournament previously uh natan troll who i think beat hash manfield in the way up i could be wrong i think so he might he might have not he might have not but but still that I mean, he, he's another good guy uh, in there uh so i mean he he's looking really really good like he is setting himself in a position to beat stevie ray with really good fucking wins and he is a solid jiu-jitsu game too, so. Hmm.
0: Yeah, man. Um, I don't know, man. Like, he he's to have a hell of a run, and I really hope he caps it off here. Like, I, the, the, the cool thing about this lightweight fight is that, like, not only they have roots in the UFC, but, like, these are two guys who I felt like they got a bit of a rough shake, man. I don't think they got a fair shake in the UFC. And for them to fight their way to the finals have a million bucks on the line, like, either way, I'll be cool with whoever wins, but I do think it's, uh, the Canadian Gangster. I think it's his moment. Um, also on the card with the Walter Waits.
1: It is an easy one for me. Same
0: page. Uh, <laughs> Sadu Sai taking on Delano Taylor. Uh, Sadu Sai, the two seed, easily got here. Delano Taylor was a, was a late replacement. Came in on, like, fight week in London to face Roy McDonald. Knocked him out the first round. Roy immediately retired. Um, yeah, man. I, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I think this going to be pretty lopsided. What do you think about this one? Yeah, man. The same page.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, look, Saducee's record is deceiving as fuck, Josh. It's twelve and six, but let me tell you, this guy is very good. He, he he's six and four in the promotion, but he's put it together this season, and he's one of the guys who he comes out of a street couture and a guy who really put me on him after he uh, kind of started putting it together. And I heard it very recently was Sean Strickland. He's like, dude, one of the toughest motherfuckers in the gym. One of the hardest guys that I have to spar with. Is this guy named Susie who's in the fucking tournament right now? Susie has some fucking power. He's very big. He has an eighty-eight inch, and he's—he's—I he's, he, saw in his last fight, uh, uh, not in his last fight, but his fight with Roy McDonald, he's using his reach very well, and he's learning how to maximize it because he has a Muay Thai slash like kickboxing type style. And he has some heavy hands. He hasn't put guys out, but you—you see the visible damage he puts on his opponents, and. I think he's to give, uh, DeLon Taylor some trouble. I think DeLon Taylor, yeah, he got an impressive win over a old, old and aged, very much Rory McDonald on short notice, and he got it. And he was doing good. He came in, he, he signed to the PFL in 2022, and he got some nice wins. Couldn't get past Magomed, but Magomed had won the tournament previously before, uh, Ray Cooper. And, I mean, it makes sense why he lost him. But I think it's Sadducee's time, man. You did not expect it. You look at the record. It doesn't seem like he, he's anything special. But let me tell you, man, this guy can fucking fight.
0: Yeah, he can't fucking fight. I'm going to go and pick him as well. I don't think it's one. Like, this, this kid is so talented, dude. And say, I'll give him credit, you know, coming in, beating Rory on short notice. Um, super impressive. But I'm going to go take Sadducee. I think he's been... Um, I don't know. He's just impressed me more, honestly. And it's kind of crazy because he's a guy that's like 35. This is, this is what's awesome about the PFL. This is a guy that was 35 years old, didn't have any big opportunities. When PFL started up, he's, he went over there. He was 6-2, and two, lost a couple fights, won some fights, had a draw, had a no contest, just kept on working, kept on moving, and he got his way here to the finals. He's put it all together this year. And I think he's going to cap it off with a million bucks and a win in the finals. Uh, so I'm going to go and take him. But we have one more, one more fight to talk about. It's the light heavyweights. This one's going to be a banger regardless. Um, Rob Wilkinson, never in a million years would I expect the run that Rob Wilkinson is on, dude. you
1: you got to give the guy so much fucking love and credit, though. It's yeah. so awesome to see yeah, absolutely, dude. I mean, he is a guy, he went,
0: what, 0-2 in the UFC? C? And to be fair, he lost to Sayer Bazarda, who was really, really good, and then he lost to Israel Adesanya. So there's no shame in losing those two guys, but guess what? He got cut after that. He got a, he got a raw deal. Two fights against two absolute killers. Went, did some kickboxing, he's done some boxing, he's done some MMA. Came in this year, this season, and he's Putting guys lights out. They're not even being competitive with him. He's three straight knockouts. Two of them coming in the first round. He's taking on Omari Akhmedov. Omari Akhmedov is another guy that like I said. You know what's kind of interesting? A theme of this card has been guys that did not get fair runs in the OC, I thought. Yeah. Like that's been a theme. Like I feel like I a lot of guys to talk about. Omari Akhmedov was a dude who had like a what six fight unbeaten streak. He beat Abdul-Hazaka Hassan, Tim Boach, Ian Uh and then he had a draw with Marvin Vittori. He loses to Chris Weidman. He beats Tom Brees, loses a split to Brad Tavares, gets cut. Like, oh, okay. He heads to PFL. He's been unbeaten since three wins in a row, two of them coming by the way of finish. This is my most anticipated fight in the card. I'm really, really psyched for this one. How do you see it going?
1: Look, man, as much as I would love to see Rob Wilkinson win, I think he has a tough matchup. You know, styles make fights. Amari Akhmedov is going to come out here and take Rob Wilkinson instantly down, Josh, to take him out of his game. Now, at the same time, that doesn't mean Rob can't find a nice takedown in in between, or Rob can find a knee in the takedown that leads to some punches and ends in the finish. I mean, he he very much has that ability. And if he can keep the range and prevent the takedown and do some good counter wrestling, he could do it. But I just think against Amari Akmedov, it's just not going to happen, man. I think it's just a too tough of a matchup for him. It just didn't work out for him. It's just, uh, I think, a misfortune. But that doesn't mean Raw because I can't do it. I mean, he very much has done it. I mean, like you said, he's put out multiple guys lights out. But this matchup, I think, is just too tough of one man. I don't think he's been able to do it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I'm on the same page. I'm gonna go and take a right off. It's just a rough matchup for him. I mean, I, I
1: love his his
0: run that he's been on right now. Never in a million years, but I expect it. Uh, I think this fight's going to be a banger, and I hope and I could see. You know, I could see uh, Rob catching him, and if he does, that'd be dope. He has five
1: rounds to do it. I mean, he I does. we've That's seen huge. it. We've seen it this year. So, mm. go for it, King. Yeah, of course. So, but I am going to go ahead and
0: take uh, Omar off. Um As far as the rest of the card goes, dude, there's a there's a lot of good names in here, a lot of good fights. Which ones are you most looking uh, forward to talking about outside of, obviously, the championship
1: fights? Uh, I mean, we kind of skipped over it when we were talking, but, like, snuck in between all the tournament fights. Julia Budd, Aspen Ladd. Aspen Ladd getting signed to, uh, the PFL. Uh, taking on, a, I I guess in a way, le- somewhat of a legend, right, of the sport, Julia Budd, right? At least we're talking strictly women's MMA, right? Yeah. For sure. But, uh, yeah, no, Aspen coming in. I mean, things couldn't make weight, having lots of trouble losing fights. And, uh, yeah, I mean, she's not going to have to cut weight like she did in the past. Can you make weight and, you know, get a, get, get a nice W here over a legend like Julia Budd? And if she does, man, I mean, that's a nice way, one, to, to sort off your PFL career. And two, getting one back now that you're outside of UC be like, look, I have a level and my level's good. I just beat Julia Budd. You guys made a mistake by not keeping me around. So, I, I think there's a lot riding on that fight, and for Julie, I mean, she she needs a win. Obviously, she's one one and one right now, but I mean, she she, she could, I mean, she could very much be asking that here. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, absolutely. This is a very interesting fight. I'm happy they put them on the pay per view because they can just as easily build. Because like Kayla Harrison, her next uh, her next season, well, mean your phrase. Her next next year, she's not going to be a part of the season. So, I mean, shit. Winner of this is like an easy fight to book. Especially if PFL decides they want to introduce like championships or something like that, like just like a, like a, an easy thing to do in my opinion, I'm surprised PFL has not done this, is they can easily do tournaments and they can also have champions and have at the end of each, after each season ends, they can have the tournament champion fight the actual champion. That could be too much, but I don't know. They can easily do that here with with Kayla Harrison versus the winner of Aspen Lab versus Julia Budge for like the women's featherweight title. But anyways, I digress. That's gonna be a banger of a fight. Marlon Moraes versus Shame Morais. We did talk about this when they uh it got announced that um uh excuse me, um I can't think of this. Shane Burgos' out of this card. I mean, it's better matchmaking. Should be fun. That's on the prelims. Prelims are like low key stacked. Not even low key, they're just straight up fucking stacked. Because we have Marlon Morais, Shayma Morais. Then we have Nathan Schlut taking on J- Jeremy Stevens. Jeremy Stevens, he's only like he's a one and one in the PFL, but both fights have been fucking bangers against Miles Price and Clay Collard. Um, so that should be fun. Magomed Magamakaramov taking on isn't your face. Mogamin and taking on Gleason T
1: Should be a lot
0: of fun. And then obviously, uh Bagagio Ali Walsh, the grandson of Muhammad Ali making his amateur debut. So there's a little bit of something for everyone on this card, dude. I mean, I think it's a really, really fun card. Like, if PFL were to do a pay-per-view, this is probably the way to do it. But uh, any the closing thoughts on this card before we move on to the news?
1: I mean, they're doing it right, man. They're doing white. Is it right. Is this Nico's brother? Is this Nico's cousin or is it one of the other kids from another? Semana? I believe it's Nico's. Um, it could be his brother, actually. I don't know.
0: Yeah, he, his brother.
1: Interesting. the older brother of uh, Nico Ali Walsh. One said, fuck boxing. I'm going to do MMA. Where the money's not at. <laughs> hey, I hope he does well. I hope he does well. No, for It'll him be fun.
0: Respect. But, anyways, um, time to move on to the news because you do got a fair bit of it. Um, Misfits Boxing Three happened last Saturday night on the zone, and there was a lot of talk about coming out of this car, dude. I'd say it was like the main event was excellent. Between Dean the Great and Wally Sharks, that was an absolute banger to fight. Brandon Buckingham picked up a win over Ice Poseidon, that was entertaining. I'd say probably the biggest news for the show, for us to talk about, is Greg Hardy. Dude, this guy. Greg Hardy and Shannon the Cannon Briggs. Let's go are, champ! Let's go champ! Dude, it, okay, so if you guys did not watch the card, which you really should, because I'm pretty sure Dazone put up all the fights. For free. Um, for free, which is awesome. Greg Hardy goes out there, he's facing Haseem Rockman Jr., he took the final like, eight days notice, nine days notice, something like that, and goes out there, beats the dog shit out of him. Granted, he did have one hundred pound weight advantage.
1: But heavyweight be- though, he can have that.
0: Exactly. He beat the dog shit out of him, dropped him, gets it on the mic. He cuts like him and Shannon Briggs they like leave the I don't I didn't, I don't remember what he said in like his post fight speech or whatever, but he leaves there, goes to the back and does like the interview with the press people. And Shannon Briggs behind him, it's like a, a 1990s style WWE promo. Greg Hardy's like, I want all of them. Give me Tyson Fury, Tommy
1: Fury. I want them all.
0: And Shannon Briggs in the back, he's like, yeah, give them all.
1: Let's go, champ. Let's go, go, champ. the background too.
0: It was literally, dude, if you fucking told me it was, Jim, if he, if I closed my eyes and you told me it was Jimmy Hart and Hulk Hogan, I would have believed it. Like, it
1: was, I loved what, it,
0: man. Yeah, it was great. What are your thoughts it, on, uh, ultimately the card as the whole and just like that, that was an awesome thing. The Greg Hardy is built for this dude. I mean, it's, it's
1: a perfect match. First of all, those two guys are perfect for each other, right? As far as like the dynamic and everything, like there, there's no one else you could have done. I think, uh, And and Greg Hardy, man, doing it right coming in, and uh, I had a feeling this was gonna happen, Josh, because I was like, dude, he's so much bigger. Unless I see Rockman comes in with a really good plan, and that short amount of rounds, Greg Hardy can get him out quick. And Greg still had energy for more rounds. Mm -hmm. It was only four rounds.
0: Yeah, I mean that's easy for him.
1: I mean the guy, four three minute rounds, he's used to fighting for fifteen minutes in UFC. I mean, come on, man. No, 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 you're right. But boxing cardio different than MMA cardio. We've had this conversation.
0: That's true, that's true, but I feel like this is the kind of thing is more beneficial to him anyway. I mean, but um Yeah, I mean, shit dude, I was super impressed. Super super impressed with ultimately him picking up the win and just Look, Greg Hardy was a controversial guy in the UFC run. Uh that's there's no doubt about it. And he showed moments and he showed potential. Maybe boxing in this kind of in the weird way that boxing is going right now. This was the best case scenario for him. Maybe this is what he should have been doing the whole time. I mean, he seems like a natural out there, not only in the ring <clears throat> but outside the ring and talking and almost building up a persona with himself and 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 uh, Shane Cannon. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of fun, a lot, a lot of fun. Um, Any closing thoughts on the card before we kind of move on though? Uh,
1: I mean, like you said, the banger. Uh, the main event was a banger. I think like a lot of the matches kind of went the way you said them. Josh Brolin beat Chase the more, which I kind of thought would go down. Took him a little bit to get there, but I uh, wasn't surprised with the result. King Kenny finally getting a, a I'd say a justified and proper win, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he he needed that. Tommy getting one over over PJ on short notice, but we kind of expected that too. Yeah. And, like said, and then like you said, Brandon Buckingham kind of thought that was going to happen there. And then the weird start to the night with the DQ for excessive holding.
0: Yeah, that was that was bizarre. Um. But anyways, man, I, I yeah, I think everything pretty much went the way we expect. We gotta go ahead and give a shout out to our boy though. Overflow, PJ stepping in there,
1: short notice. But by the way, Josh, cut. do you think Vitor Belfort has seen Rockman Jr.'s cursed? Probably. Try Probably. to make it two times in a row it hasn't worked. He was he was actually supposed to fight Chad Dawson at one point and try to calm that. That didn't happen either. Oh shit, I forgot about that. Yeah. I forgot they even booked that. Um but then you know, try got... got to try and get the whole thing. Got the try it, the Triad. Yeah, we're never going
0: to see that again. But anyways, um, yeah, man, this is a fun card though. Very fun, very fun card. I was not shocked at anything, but still a lot of fun, man. So, anyways, um, also on that card, we did get an announcement. Now we kind of knew that KSI was going to announce this fight, mm-hmm. and after the way things went. The previous day at the weigh-ins, where KSI got into an altercation with Dylan Dan, and Dylan Dan's got into a fight with Anthony Pretty Boy Taylor, I mean, a lot going on there. We kind of knew the way things were going to go, but they didn't make it official. KSI, Dylan Dan, it's January main event pay-per-view on
1: zone. Is it the right fight to make? Give me your thoughts on it. I mean, I'm down. You know, I think Dylan has some clout, which is a big thing when it comes to this whole boxing thing. You know, I think he has some attention on him. People are going to watch it because they want to see Dylan News, I think. I'm, I'm perfectly okay with it. It's not necessarily what we want it because I think to the extent we want to see JJ challenge because we see Jake challenging himself, but we know that's the matchup we want to see. We know that's what these guys are building up for, and that's the one big matchup we want in fucking and, and what we assume will probably be Europe and England and in a big arena in the in the O2 or shit. If I mean, I mean JJ in, in, in the... Sam crew have literally filled the stadium before. So, I mean, these guys are, are trying to build up a big event. I mean, I, I don't have an issue with it because they, they're trying to get JG back in the mix. I mean, JG's been so busy with music and everything, and he's trying to get in shape. He's doing the Misfits thing. I mean, he has, he's still being a businessman while being an athlete, which is very hard. And, and crazy, JG's Gigi, done the same thing with his podcast and some other business he's done, being a promoter now. I mean, both of them have been doing their thing, but Jake's been super active. Has his stuff boxing? He's getting better at a rapid rate, like we mentioned in the room, room Josh. Mm. Uh, and 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 it's nice to see JJ having, I'd say, a decently fast turnaround. Yeah. Uh, oh, for
0: sure. I mean, August to January is pretty good.
1: But as far as like selling the match and everything, I mean, yeah, they're they're going to be able to sell this very well and they're still behind it. And if they make a a good undercard, which I, I'm sure these guys will, because they're they're a lot of these guys are building up their brand. I think there's there's potential here. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, in terms of, like, hype, I mean, come on, man. Who doesn't want to see two and tens get his ass kicked? I mean, come on. Like, it is pretty easy to book in that, uh, sort of way. You know? Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I kind of wanted to see JJ challenge himself more, but this will be fun. You know, I don't got any, I don't got any problems with it. So, you know, it'll be fun at least. Um, We did also get another fight announcement. This one's not YouTube boxing related, but it is boxing related. And we finally, Angel, I've been worried. Like I said, I I said that I thought we were going down a really bad path with the way big boxing matches have gone lately. Tyson Fury, Usyk, slash AJ not coming together. Crawford Spence not coming together. I mean, there's other ones as well. But we finally got one. Jervonta Davis. Tank Davis taking on. Ryan Garcia likely in April, they're going to each have one tune-up fight in January, um, and then We're they're going to go at it.
1: The, by the way, just, just the fact that like, we, don't, we don't question it, but it's like, dude, these guys need to have a match beforehand knowing that they're going to win, which is just like, wow. You so, know it's what I mean? so boxing,
0: dude.
1: It's so boxing. It it almost seems so scripted, but it's not, you know what I mean? Even though at times, it seems like it didn't win. Mean, people, people have doubts, people have questions, but you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, but, look, dude, I am... So excited for this one! I'm I'm so excited for this fight. And look, I, I'm and I saw the even Ryan talk, but he's like, you know, boxing needed this. Like we've had some some bad shit going on lately, and
1: I couldn't be happier that they're going to do it. Um, the balls on Ryan, by the way, you got to give the guy respect. I mean, the he's been calling ball. for it. He's been yeah. calling it forever. That means either he sees something or he he, he just he wants that money. But he I don't
0: know. Own, I mean,
1: he's I been know calling what? it forever, though.
0: He but has. Every- I think a lot of people that have talked about the fight have like, oh, Tank's going to fuck him up. I'm like, dude, Ryan has a very good chance of winning this fight.
1: his speed, which is a good way to deal to an extent with power. And mm-hmm. range. And range, but at the same time, range is I mean, I mean Tank is probably his whole fight had to fight against range. I mean, we're not going to get into the preview of it. You know, mm-hmm. just to have a little small talk there about it. Yeah,
0: of course. We don't want to talk too much about this because obviously we're going to be talking about it next April, but um, yeah, man. I'm super excited for that one. And I'm surprised they actually made it. So, um, yeah, so it is a win for boxing right there. So,
1: Hey, hey man, awesome. but, you know, that that division is flowing, though. I mean, we see Haney, Tofimo, Shakur. And, I mean, didn't they make mandatory Shakur versus Haney? Or no, they no, made, no. Oh, they, made, they
0: made Shakur versus Isaac Cruz. Which is a banger.
1: Absolutely. I'm so, so I mean, sorry. There's, that's another one. There's, there's movement there. There's movement there. I think that particular division is moving well. They're going in the proper direction. Other divisions, a different story. Yeah, but at least the, the lightweight
0: division is moving.
1: So that's nice, but,
0: um, yeah, we have a, so dude, we had a couple of not really announcements, but this one's not an announcement, but like, we got something pretty set in stone for John Jones. Finally. And I, I, I debated even putting this in the chat because like, we've been talking about this for two fucking years. Um, anyways, John Jones, he's ready to go. DUC is finally pulling the trigger. John Jones, March, according to multiple reports, UFC 285. He's going to be fighting. Who he will be fighting is still not known, but we have a couple of names. They're trying to make Nganu. Now, Nganu, they're not sure if A, he'll be ready, and B, that the contract is sorted out by then. That's a huge if. I I honestly, I don't think he'll be fighting Nganu. I just, I think there's too many complications. I don't think they're going to be able to figure it out within the next four months. Probably within the next two months because I have to give him like a training camp. So they have two months to figure it out. I don't think they will. They also have Curtis Blades. They apparently think that Curtis Blades can be backup. Curtis Blades is the one, except then they have Cyril Gone. Also, they have a backup for the backup. Yeah. And And is out of the the equation. equation. Which,
1: I mean, now he has. There's president for it now, though.
0: Yeah, and and look, I think that uh, it's the right move. I think it's the absolutely one hundred percent correct move. I, I've said since the beginning that if they did not give the fight to Engano, they should have just co- pulled the fucking trigger on Curtis. And I don't know why they've waited so long to do this, but I'm happy that they're finally going to go ahead and do it. So, I mean, what do you um what do you think about this? And ultimately, is it the right decision? And then, kind of foregoing Stipe and ultimately um putting Jones in a position where he's finally going to get a fight.
1: I think they, I think it was smart, man. They were like, "Fuck it, the the options aren't working, but there's good choices still, and we we need to accept that fact." And it's John Jones, and he's gonna sell. I think that's the, the kind of reasoning they have. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Same. Same. Um. Yeah. I mean, I'm just happy they're finally gonna pull the fucking trigger, dude. I really am. i mean, because as as much as I can't, I'm finally at a point where I, I've known that like I'm not the biggest John Jones guy. I know, mm-hmm. crazy, but. Um, because it's hard not, it's really hard to overlook the performance enhanced drug stuff and the stuff that he, he does outside of the cage. It's really hard to overlook it, but even I'm missing John Jones in the cage, man. Like, I don't, I'm going to see him get back in there, and I'm happy that they're finally pulling the fucking trigger, and dude, like, wouldn't it be some shit after all these years? Daniel Cormier, Shogun Hua, Rampage Jackson, fucking Lyoto Machida, Vitor Belfort. Name after name after name. Alexander Gustafsson, name after name after name. It's Curtis Blaze who, <laughs> who who ends John Jones' run. And there's a damn good possibility of that happening. In fact, I'd favor it to happen if that fight gets made. But, yeah, it's the right move. Um, But, obviously, we're still – we still there's no point in really talking about this outside of the fact that we just know that um, John's going to be fighting in March, finally. But – we do have an official set in stone announcement. In fact, it's two fight announcements, and it's all it's 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 honestly big. And this is basically Scott Coker and his and Bellator dropping their balls on the table, and just going like, "Hey, we're fucking here." Like we see one is doing some stuff on Prime. We see that these other guys are gaining momentum. Guess what, motherfuckers? We're still the number two. We're still we're still right there. We might even be number one. I how damn good we are because Bellator two ninety will be going down on CBS. It is going to be the first time that um. MMA will be nationally broadcast on, like, a – because, obviously, ESPN's a big deal. Obviously, but, like, and Fox is a big deal. But CBS is, like, one of the core programming channels, like, on the planet. You know what I mean? At least in a North America, anyways. First time since Strikeforce. First time in 12 years that uh, MMA will be broadcast on the channel to a nationally televised audience. And they're going to bring Fedor Emelianenko, his retirement fight against Ryan Bader – and they're always going to be bringing Vadim Nemkov versus Yelmer Murray for the light heavyweight title on the same night. What do you think, thoughts on this announcement? What are your thoughts on both of these fights individually? And is it the right move for them to make their belt Tour, um,
1: the CBS, excuse me,
0: CBS debut with these fights?
1: I mean, yeah. I think it is. You have a legend of the sport. You have Ryan Bader, who's also, you know, American versus Russian always sells well. You know, let's just say it as it is, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and Vader's look great, you know? He's look great at heavyweight. It's, 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 he's going to be defending his title. Fader wants to get one back. And Fader's doing this on his own terms. This isn't Bellator pushing this on Fader. Fader wants this fight. Fader wants to do this, you know? I think that's the big thing, too, that, that we need to think about to set, Because I think a lot of times people think these, old, you know, a lot of times older fighters are pushed into situations and, and, and their, their retirements are, are things that are just, uh, you know, shitty, you know? <laughs> Frankie yeah, Edgar. Yeah, and Fedor wants this. And look, Fedor's won his last two fights. Anything could have happened. You know? He, he, he's old. Let's be honest. He's 40. Uh, 46. You know? He's damn near 50. He's a damn near 50 year old man. You know? Like, <laughs> uh, he's, he's, he's the age of our parents, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, or, or at least close. But, uh, he, he's still here, man, in some capacities. He still has some abilities. He still has power. He still has, Options, and I think being a heavyweight is, is a good thing for him, because if Fatal was a 205er or a 185er, I think we'd be really having a hard time thinking that he had a pos- he has a possibility, right? But the thing is, there's, there's a possibility, you know, we're not gonna get into the actual analysis right now. But yeah. And, and, uh, obviously Nemkov always, always performs in know Romero, He's one of the most explosive guys you could have in that position, and he's talking about gold. He has his, he said he's, he set these goals for himself. That he wants to complete, like getting the 205 title and going down to 185 and getting the title there, and he has that ability. And he's and he's an alien, you know. He's 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 45 years old. Damn you, the same age as Fedor, just started a little later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, he's a funny guy. He can still fights very well. Yeah, I think this is done very very well. Uh, and yeah, I mean, this is what Fedor wants. This is what Fedor is going to get. And I think there's no better way to do it.
0: Yeah, I, I completely agree. And you, you laid it out really, really well there. This is not a fight that they forced on Fedor. Fedor's just that dude that even at his age, he wants the big challenges. He wants to challenge himself even in his final fight. Same thing for Yal Romero. And for at least in the case of Fedor, he said that, like, you know, I was really, really sick heading into that first fight. My team pulled him, told me to – uh <laughs> Fedor is that dude. Yeah, uh, they told him to pull out. He said, no, he said, I'm going to pull out of fights, you know. And he was so sick, couldn't train. Went out there and got annihilated at the first punch that, uh you know, Bader threw. So that's the way it goes sometimes. I like the fight. I think that, I mean, here's here's the awesome part, too. is so like, they're putting a big name, and they got a big opportunity here. And Bellator, here's something that they've always done well. Bellator is off, and they're on sometimes. Like, sometimes they'll have big fights, and they don't get... Big attention, or sometimes they'll have a lot of little, they'll put on freak show fights and they'll get like fucking 3 million viewers. Like, they're, they're really, really weird in that way. But whatever they get, they have a big show. And this is the biggest show of ever World, dude. Don't, don't mistake it. They've had big ratings with Kimbo Slice versus fucking Dada 5000 or whatever. That the Ken Shamrock fight. They've had Tito on their tail. They've had some big names and big pay-per-view, not pay-per-view, but just big numbers in general. And this is their biggest moment. I guarantee you. You're going to see Aaron Pico on this thing. You're going to see one of the Pitbull brothers on this card. You're going to see, I mean... Maybe AJ. Maybe yeah. AJ, depending on how fast turnaround he wants to make. Like, they're going to load this fucking thing up, and this card's going to be an... A- it's going to be card of the year contention. I guarantee you it.
1: Just I have a very important question, Josh.
0: Yeah.
1: If Ador wins, what does this do for his legacy? I mean, I already think Fader was the GOAT, so for me, he can't
0: go up any higher, but for it's some... Just, it
1: just it makes it more easy. It makes it just easier, right?
0: Yeah, it's kind of like the, we talked about it in the green room. It's kind of like how Mighty Mouse is fighting now in one, and he's winning, and he's winning fights up at a weight class. But it's all house money at this point. He's already a GOAT, you know what I mean? This was just, like, for Fader to go out there and, like, go out there and just knock out Bader, even beat him in any capacity. That is unbelievable. Like, I understand Bader is older. And I think the fact that Bader's older and the fact that he's lost a couple of fights recently makes us believe more that this will be competitive. But, um, yeah, for him to just go out there and beat him in any way and any facet would be truly incredible. And it would do a lot of wonders for his legacy. Because for, for so long, we've kind of talked about, like, how is fighting on too long and past his age. It's kind of like the – I've always kind of equated him to kind of uh, the MMA version of Roy Jones Jr. in a way. Like, in his prime, he was unbeatable, but he stayed around too long, and he had a couple big losses. Fatal right now is he's put a couple of fights together, and for him to cap it off with a championship at 45, you don't see that. And you that's... You never go out on top. Yeah, and you kind of make it in a way to where, like, all the talk about him staying around too long, guess what, motherfucker? He stayed around the right time. You know what I mean? He has a chance to go out there and get his George Foreman moment, going out there and become champion at fucking 45 so for him to have that chance and and like i said i'm i'm hyped for this card as a whole because they're, it's on cbs they're also gonna put it on paramount plus for anybody that has that like they're, they're doing this right man right, right way man so i'm very psyched for that one any of the thoughts on the fights uh that card in general or anything else before it goes out
1: i mean there, there's still a lot man it needs to be filled out and everything but man they're they're doing it right and that's that's a big fight right there, man. That's that's the send off of one of the greatest, if not the greatest, in many people's eyes, ever. I mean, mm-hmm. there's that 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 deserves a lot of attention. If you love this sport and, and you appreciate it at, at, at its most, you know, at it's at it's best, you will be watching that. mhm
0: Yeah. True. True. I am very excited for this one. I'm very excited for that card. Um overall I hope you guys did enjoy the show. I thought it was a pretty good one. Uh went longer than I expected, honestly, given the lack of like MMA this week. But um, I'm Adjust on Twitter. He's at AngelKick underscore O one at courtside sound for all things relating to the show. Once again, code sound off at checkout for both Elixir and Rogue Energy. Fantastic sponsor of the show. Hope you guys enjoyed. Peace and butt grease. Mouse click.